Today is a little bit different of an episode. Uh, today, Dre is going to be interviewing me. So hopefully, uh, we can get some nuggets of wisdom out of that. Hopefully, it won't be too boring. But uh, we do really like to connect with our audience, and, and we hope that you guys get to know us uh, on, on you know a pretty vulnerable level. Uh, we also want to be able to open some bilateral communication so you guys can talk to us. And, and part of this process is you get to know us. So um, today's episode is sort of uh, why am I doing this and why did we do this together as a team and what do we hope to get out of it? And, and hopefully you get some nuggets of wisdom out of there. And if anyone finds them helpful, we can certainly have more shows like that in the future. But thanks again. I just let me also take this opportunity to say thanks again for listening to uh, our podcast, for liking, subscribing and sharing. It really does mean the world to us. And it's not just a simple click. It, it is a heartfelt click and we feel them every time. And so, so thanks for being on that journey with us and, and, and coming along with us. And uh, we hope to make it worth your time because we know that time is valuable and we hope that we can add some knowledge and some joy to the parts of your time that you share with us. So thank you very much. And we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to our podcast, Head and Heart by Dan and Dre. So our podcast is going to be a series of conversational interviews to begin what's really a lifelong discovery on an accumulation of data-driven and life-lived wisdom on how to live the best life for you, but not only you, but those around you, in your profession, in your community, to help you achieve your long-term goals and longevity. Yes. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review share with your friends and enjoy. Welcome back. This is an episode that I'm really excited about because I have the opportunity to get to interview, uh, you know, Dan, Dan, the man himself. I mean, I'm a little nervous. uh, I know you are, but I know you're going to shine. I know you're (laughs) going to shine. So, you know, I just think it's important that we continue to open up and allow our audience to know a little bit more about who we are and why we're doing this and really, you know, just, just more about what makes us us. Yeah. So as I'm, I'm getting into this, I, I want to know if, if you could share maybe why you decided to do this podcast. I mean, here you are yeah. and, and we started this journey. Do you, do you have a way of just sharing like why, why you decided to do this? Uh, I do probably a little bit long winded and and I apologize in advance, but, um, I think starting foundationally a couple of things, number one, and we talk about this in the podcast all the time. And I'm just, I have witnessed healthcare becoming sick care and it's not healthcare anymore. And it's not a priority of people. And I don't feel like organizations, insurances, the country, I don't feel like the appropriate amount of effort is being put into prevention. There's a lot of reasons for that. And so as I'm on sort of the front lines of this stuff and I've witnessed or done a lot of this stuff myself, I have really come to the conclusion, data-driven, experience-driven conclusion that we need to be much better at preventing bad things from happening um, and taking better care of ourselves. I, I feel like If you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of anyone else? And we talk about this in medicine all the time where you, you know, first do no harm, but even before that doctor heal thyself. Right. And so you have to take care of yourself. And I think 
a lot of my interest in this has been exploration of, of my own human body and my own human emotions and my own human wellness. And, and I, I have this unique front door seat to, you know, patients' lives and, and reading data and, um, and that juxtaposition of these things has just invigorated this, this, this flame inside of me. I know that sounds a little woo woo, but, but I feel like this is a true passion where I want to help people not come see me in clinic, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that, that that's probably the prime motive, honestly, is just, I feel like um, the healthcare system isn't, it's not broken, don't get me wrong, but it's limping along and it's not being done well. And, and unfortunately, it's so big and so complex and there are so many interested parties, some with ulterior motives. You have to be an advocate for yourself. And that is a really hard thing to do. It's so challenging. You can find data for anything you want um, and sort of pseudoscience stuff. And so I think... Mostly a lot of my mission and a lot of our mission, like we've talked about, is to sort of help people filter through that, bring in a bunch of folks who have um, lived this and experienced this, sort of look at the pitfalls, look at the successes, how to incorporate that in your life. And I really like the aspect of how do you do it easily, mm -hmm. right? Because people that are listening to us, some people are single mothers, they have several kids, they have, you know husbands that aren't around or they have wives that aren't around and they don't have time and they're working all these crazy hours and you know everyone's story is different but everyone has time except that time is really valuable and so how do you maximize that time right and so that's i think those those themes are sort of the foundational level of, of why i wanted to do this does that make sense absolutely it makes complete sense and as you were sharing i was starting to wonder you know when did this show up for you i mean as as a small child and maybe you can share a little bit about where you're from and and this journey of you know, starting to want to be a part of the healthcare system and and taking care of people, and now being here where where you're noticing things and seeing where you can play another you know great role in helping people become healthier and and better versions of themselves. But maybe walk us through like you know, did this show up in your childhood? And and if it did, you know, help yeah. us kind of understand the journey between then and now. Yeah, and that's um, and I'll try not to wax too philosophic on this. It. Honestly, I don't know that it did. Um, I think, I mean, I was a pretty typical kid. Um, I just wanted to play ball sports, right? I was playing basketball, baseball, football, whatever you could do, um, and sort of struggling to do the things that kids do. And um, I don't know that I had a really good appreciation of this. You know, my parents, they, you know, God love them, and they worked really hard, but they they weren't around um, as much as as much as they probably wanted to be. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know that I had a really good appreciation of this until probably um, sometime in mid adulthood. And even then it was, you know, sort of an appreciation of, of stuff, but not living the stuff, right? Like I, I would know some things, but I wouldn't practice the things because I was too focused on sort of me or goals or whatever it is. But you know, you go through some time where you're working 120 hours a week as a resident and you're training for eight years, eight years of training. Wow. Um, 
in addition to four years of medical school. Uh, and then suddenly you're, you're in your mid thirties and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> wow. And, and now you're a real adult, right? I tell people all the time, like I'm, I'm not an MD, I'm an RD. I'm a real doctor at this point. You know, it took a long time to get there. Uh, and so I don't know that it really showed up until I was older. Um, and then part of the experience of just living that role as a physician and, also, you know, over time, living that role as a, as a father and as, as, um, as a husband and seeing some of the ways that, that we had been doing things in the past and, and sort of knowing the intricacies of how the really important things are oftentimes the things that are um, sort of glided over that we don't pay yeah. attention to them. And so I think a lot of it is sort of with a retrospective lens. Um, and that's not everyone's journey. I think that's sort of my journey. And in you know, we'll talk about this a whole bunch on the podcast, but that comes with tremendous peaks and valleys. I've been as right. low as anyone could be, I feel like, and I've been, you know, uh, emotionally high as anyone can be. Um, I feel like I've seen an unfair amount of death in my life and you and I have this in common, but you know, my, uh, my father passed away when I was studying, um, to be a cardiologist and I wasn't there when, when, when he died and I had to go to the hospital and then, you know, take him off the vent. Um, wow. and this was on Christmas Eve and, and my grandmother died 16 hours before that. Gosh. Um, when my brother and I were in, in elementary school, both of us had two of our best friends, you know, commit suicide. Oh my goodness. Um, at the same time, my other grandmother died on Christmas Eve from a brain aneurysm. <laughs> and so, <Wow. laughs> you know, you just, you get this appreciation of, of life is not, infinite life is very finite and and to really appreciate the things that are important to you on a daily basis um I, i've been blessed and, and maybe cursed a little um to sort of appreciate those things unfortunately when i went to college i studied a lot of philosophy and i had a philosophy professor john wickersham who um really opened my eyes up to a lot of sort of wellness and, and philosophical approach to life and so over time, I think those two uh, things sort of melded and came together to to sort of what we're doing now. Wow. So there's been a lot of loss in your life. You know, I, I had obviously I, I had known about your dad and getting to know you for the past almost eight years now, every two weeks in the salon, getting to do your hair, you know, I've learned some of those those losses, but now hearing them, you know, there there was a significant amount of loss in in your young life and into your early adulthood. And Speaking to the, you know, having that great uh, philosophy uh, professor, it, could you speak to how you've been able to overcome grief? I mean, what have been your best strategies? Because that that is a lot, and you have such a great way of staying focused and still helping people. Yet, I can tell you've been through obviously a lot of hurt, a lot yeah. of pain, right? Yeah, I think no, that's a good question, and I I have to think about the answer as I'm, I'm talking about it, but. Um, but I think a lot of it is, is when you go through these things, um, when you go through personal loss and uh, you, you go through and you see this as a, as a physician, it, without you even thinking about it, suddenly living life in the present becomes very obvious to you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then you just think about it for a second in those moments of, of calm and you say, well, hmm. if the most important thing is living life in the present and appreciating what you have, why am I focusing on all these other things that are not helping me in the present or really not going to help me that much in the future? There's, there's, there's these sort of other goals that people have. Um, 
And so that sort of smacked me in the face at some point where you just realize, whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like the priority or the priorities in life are, are being skewed. And when you step back and sort of evaluate that, um, I, I think that's really uh, sort of an eye-opening experience. Yeah. So what would be your best advice that you would give to somebody that has maybe experienced, you know, losing people that they love the most and on a significant day like Christmas Eve? I mean, what would be your best advice that could could help people move through those challenging uh, life experiences? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And and thanks for asking. And, and um, it, it's not, it's not how to deal with it at the time. It's, it's making sure that, that you're living life to its fullest, whatever that means to you and living in the present so that when those times come, when those really hard times come, you have an endless bank of happiness to remember. You know, I, I, I've spoken to a lot of folks who've also had friends or family members died and, and my wish to them is that they can grieve well. And that they can remember more happy times than they can sad times, you know, um, have lots of laugh. Remember, remember those good days, because at some point you're going to reunite again. However, that may right. be, that's a whole nother discussion, right? But it's just temporary. Life here is temporary. At some point, we're all going to meet again, whether reincarnated or heaven or, or wherever it may be. St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Yes. Field. <laughs> um, but if you, if you can do that prep work beforehand, you know, um, then it, it, it really does set you up for, for the inevitability because the inevitability is that we're, we are all going to take this dirt nap at some point, you know, yeah. Caleb talked about that as well. And um, so be in the present, you know, Dalai Lama, one of my favorite quotes, I have a, a problem with quotes, you know, I have this huge section in my phone of quotes and, um, but one of my favorite, maybe it is my favorite um, is, is from the Dalai Lama and someone asked asked him about uh, what surprised him most about humanity. And the Dalai Lama's answer was, what surprises me most is man because he sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he's so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die. And then he dies having never really lived. And it's a long quote, but I think about it um, 25 times a day. Wow. Um, where I think, look, this is be here right now. The other stuff will will take care of themselves and we'll sort of figure it out. But be here right now. So could you share maybe what are your best practices that have allowed you to, I'm going to use the term mind train, yeah. to be able to be the controller of your mind so that you can be here right now? Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's years and years of training and I'm not, gosh, I'm nowhere near the best, uh, or maybe even the top half, you know, I'm still struggling to do this as well. I think, um, but it's the effort, you know, put the effort into, to ask those questions about yourself, be curious. I think if you have an underlying principle of focusing on your emotional and mental wellness, your nutrition, exercise, family, friends, community, and sleep. If you use those sort of five things as your foundation to be curious about yourself in order to prove yourself, um, I think that's a really easy place to start. Mm -hmm. And so I try and think about those. You know, when I write down my list of my, I have an STD list, right? Like I have a shit to do list that I have to do every <laughs> single day. And, and in that shit to do list is 
it's something that accompanies all of those things, right? And so, um, you know, it's it's a daily practice. And some days I'm great, some days I'm not great. But but what I don't do is beat myself up if I'm not great, because there uh, you're going to sort of fall off the wagon, so to speak. Um, but that's not the important thing. No one's going to be perfect with their diet, exercise, sleep. No one's going to be a perfect doctor. No one's going to be a perfect patient. But the important thing is getting back up mm-hmm. and just moving forward. Because, you know, like we've talked about before, most people's successes is probably built on their previous failures. And I really do think that. And it sounds scary. Um, and I'm not great at it either. There's been plenty of things in my life where I sort of probably gave up earlier than I should have. I probably could have learned more, but you know, you take it all in, in, in um, all mass and try and figure out, is this going to be something that I really need to devote my time to? And that's part of the process as well. But, but learning from your failures and getting back up and, and, and having those five themes as an underlying thing and revisiting them on a daily basis. Yeah. You know? Well, and I love this because I've, actually been able to be a part of your process, right? Being able to see you for eight years, like I had mentioned just uh, earlier, it's, it's been amazing to see even the transformation of, of what you've been doing as far as like dialing in your exercise, dialing in your meditation, dialing in your food. And you've always been applying, applying, applying. And when, when it wasn't where you wanted it, it was like, I would watch you configure and then be able to, you know, try something new, a new approach. And where do you find the energy, Dan? I mean, you're a cardiologist, you work, you know, I think I've heard you say some weeks, 110 hours, yet you are able to maintain a great physique. I can tell you're very healthy. And more importantly, you're an amazing dad and husband. So how do you find this time? And and where is this energy coming from to be able to have the, the ways of trying new things and applying new things and being all these things? Uh, that's, that's very kind of you to say. I, I appreciate that. That's that's very sweet. Um, I, that is also, that's a little bit of planning to be very uh, uh, honest with you. I, I think if you, again, if you think about those five, five aspects that I think are just um, hugely important in life, if you're able to get sleep, sleep is, man, I'm really into sleep right now. I got to say the science of sleep, the quality of sleep, recovery, these things are so fascinating to me and i can say unequivocally everything in my life has been improved by getting an optimal amount of sleep for me uh and what i put in my body and and sometimes that means no booze for a couple weeks sometimes that means you know not that glass of wine or you know cutting that down or just not going a couple months without alcohol um some of it means weighing my food. Some of it means going to sleep at 8.30 and waking up at 6 a.m. and getting 10 hours of sleep. Um, but prioritizing those two things has increased my energy. You know, um, We'll talk about this on the podcast too, but sometimes you just can't get up at 4 a.m. And, and do your workouts and do the things. You need that sleep. And if you pay attention to your body, you actually get more energy as time goes by. And you know, one of the principles I like to think about um, is, is, is recovery, you know, weightlifters, they have these ginormous muscles, right? And they look huge. And, but you know, when, you know, when muscles grow, it's not in the gym, the gyms, when you're tearing them apart, that's breaking down your muscle and you're actively breaking it down. You grow in recovery phases. And so just even thinking about that, like 
you must prioritize some sort of mental, emotional, physical recovery in order to maximize that energy. And I think that's uber important. Now, the caveat is this has taken me and all of our guests and you, this has taken us years to learn. This has taken years of practice. So I think it would be sort of harmful if folks were like, okay, not push real hard, but sort of start at a recovery phase. I think you got to push through some things at first, you know, it's the starting friction, right? Like the hardest thing to do about getting a boulder to move is starting the boulder. But once you do, it gets easier. And so building up that bank of, of muscle mass or nutritional um, knowledge or, you know, good sleep for a while so that you can really focus in and dial on what's good for you. It takes a little bit of time and that's some effort, but this is not a, this is not a um, short game. This yeah. is a long game. We're playing a life game here, right? And so it's going to take some time, but I can promise you, and I promise you if we ask this on every guest, they would tell you the exact same thing. This is commitment every single day. This is effort. And this takes some time. And there's going to be a lot of failures, but but that's where you grow. And yeah. so your question is, where do you get energy? It's basically from those things. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I would have to wonder if, you know, because knowledge is is part of what brings you some energy, like you just mm-hmm. said, what are you reading right now, Dan? Oh, yeah, great question. Um, so several books. Um, I have always been a, a, I'm a great starter of books. I am a less good finisher of books. <laughs> um but I'm working on that. So uh, I had just finished Emotional Intelligence, uh, which I thought was an excellent read. Um, I'm now reading Why We Sleep, uh, which I think is really important. Um, and I recently got done finished. Uh, I got done finishing. I'm sorry. I I finished The Four Agreements. Um, so those are the... I, I have a couple in the bank right now that I'll probably start this week, but those are the ones that I, I've just recently finished. I love that. The yeah. good reads. I've, I've read a couple of those. And then... It wouldn't be right not ending our episode with the thing that you invented, <laughs> which is the common sense department. So, Dan, give us your common sense. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, this is, uh, I've thought about this many, many times, and I, I probably have more than I should. And they'll all come out in a common sense book one day. Uh, but I think starting with one is, is, um, on the heels of sort of the, this quote I read is just living in the present. Um, and I would say, People need to live in the present and just um, appreciate the present. I feel like the society is so focused on what you did wrong in the past or preparing yourself for the future or thinking about the future. If you actually sit down and just like try to clear your mind and think about stuff for a couple minutes, if you just live with what's happening right now, I think you would actually realize that you never do that. No one ever does that. Like if you're meditating, you're actually thinking about your breath. That's the time you're living in the present. But when you're meditating and you're thinking about something else in the future, or you know, that's, you're not really sort of living in the present, right? And so spending the effort and the time to live in the present. And why do I choose that as the common sense thing? I choose it because it will allow you to do all these other things that we've talked about. Is that that present time awareness will allow you to think about those five foundational things I talked about. It'll allow you to get recovery. It'll really put the future in perspective for you without perseverating on the future or beating yourself or, or lauding yourself about the past. Um, so I think it would be how to teach people or, or some version of live in the present. 
You got to think about how to do that. And it sounds a little sort of woo woo. And it's one of these t-shirt or, or sort of bumper sticker phrases that they would, you would just fly by. But to actually do it is just of profound and paramount importance. And it costs nothing. You don't have to go anywhere. You can do it at any time of the day. It is profoundly important. Oh, I love that so much. And I just love that the listeners got to hear from you and I had the opportunity to get to interview. It's maybe something I haven't shared, but you know, the reason why I decided to do this is because you've been one of my greatest teachers. You know, I've learned so much from you and to have the opportunity to get to work with you, I knew would only only help me become better. And, um, and likewise, I'm, thank you. <laughs> I am. I'm just, I'm grateful that, that the listeners get to hear from you today because you have, you've always had that way to, to speak to people. And, and for myself, I, I just listen, you know, and, and I think our listeners will do the same. So, you know, this is an episode that I, I can't wait to hear what your comments are. And again, if there's anything that, that, you know, based on Dan's expertise that you want us to bring into the show, don't, don't hesitate to ask, cause we're here to continue to help you become a better version of yourself, whatever that looks like. So thank you for your time. Always. Thank you for listening, being a part of our community and please you know, share with your friends and always enjoy. Enjoy.